0: Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Our Chris Golick attends the VGK ball last night and reports on last night's gala. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with the aforementioned Chris Gallick. You can find us on Twitter at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK, and of course, follow us on the YouTube channel at Lockdown Golden Knights. We are brought to you by FanDuel. Again, FanDuel, we're at the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the time to download FanDuel and customers, new customers can get a no bet first a no sweat first bet uh with a one up to one thousand dollars. I'm sorry, I'm distracted again with this stupid video screen. Good morning, Chris. Hope you had fun last night oh definitely um, so chris okay so the the dress was Vegas chic, oh God, you're gonna start here, aren't you? Well, come on, man, you were posting a lot of the uh the wardrobe options yesterday on Twitter. And uh, I wanted to know what you wore to the gala uh, because we saw that you had a lot of options and some really crazy ones to wear.
0: So here, here's the conversation. I, the email that we all got says the dress code is it's spelled. It says Vegas S H I C. So look at my wife. I'm like, what the blankety blank does Vegas chick mean? She's like, Oh, Vegas chic. I'm like, okay, cool. What does that mean? So I Google it. That's logical thing to do. I mean, I'm assuming I can wear a suit and stuff, you know, whatever. And for Vegas chic attire, the first thing is this, this person wearing it's it's a male with like a weird like shirt. It's called a vowel playa crop. And he's wearing just like a G string thing with it. It's kind of strange. And then the next thing that pops up is like a guy wearing a like a weird leopard suit and then like this other guy wearing a green suit with a white T-shirt and white shoes. And I was very confused on what all this means. So here's the funnier part, Tony. We have a continuation of this already. So I'm walking through the casino trying to find out where this nightclub is. I, I'm not a nightclub person. This is <laughs> not my environment. I don't, I don't sneak into these places me. like Tony does. What's that, Tony? <laughs>
1: You could have texted me. I
0: yeah, I know exactly. I know you know you know you know all the back ways into these places through the through the <laughs> kitchen and stuff like that, like you see in the movies. So I'm walking through and I wind up in in a big sea of players. So I noticed Amadio and Nick Wow are literally walking right next to me at this point. So I said, Hey guys, I got no idea where we're going. I'm just gonna you know tag along with you for a second. And we start making some small talk and stuff, and I immediately realize all the players are wearing these amazing Vegas Golden Knights Jordans or that were Jordan's being auctioned thinkers? off for charity. So that's cool. it spurs a conversation about, you know, was everyone dressed and stuff? So I told Nick Wa my story, I said, listen, dude, I got to tell you something. I looked up whatever Vegas chic means, and I'm glad I see us all wearing kind of suits and stuff. And I actually showed him the picture and what I was going through in my uh, in my mm-hmm. um, my stress leading up to the event. And that, that got a real good laugh. So we were all three of us were kind of shooting the breeze as we walked over and uh, got settled in, so to speak.
1: Okay, so uh, did Mark Stone and Logan Thompson, were they in attendance last night?
0: I don't recall seeing Mark Stone. Um, LT was in good spirits, and
1: he was there. Walking around, limping, anything? No?
0: He was. He, he, he looked oh, You're good. not allowed he, to say. He, okay. he, 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 Logan Thompson was having a very good time with the people yesterday, and he was in very good spirits and looked very good.
1: Okay, uh, so no Mark Stone sightings, though? I did not see Mark Stone, no. You spoke to several players there last night, and one of the funniest things I was cracking up, <laughs> I woke up uh, early this morning and i I went back on Twitter and I watched that again. a funny bit that you did with Carrier and Marsheau so last night. Uh, that was really good. Uh, tell the uh, the listeners and viewers about that.
0: So I mean the, the way the event is is laid out, you have the players at different areas like giving out food to people like literally the players are serving you food and drinks and and, and what have you so you have will Carrier and jonathan march together i knew this was a dynamite opportunity so i asked uh, our contact if i was able to go over there and collect some content so to speak and they gave me the go-ahead so we, we gab for a second off the record then obviously i started rolling and the first question was who you know just kind of get them loosened up was about hey you guys have been in some sticky situations where does this rank And then we passed it off to who's going to wind up in the hot tub or the pool at some points. And they felt Paul Cotter was the chalk to end up in one of the pools. I cannot confirm nor deny if that actually happened or not. My sources have not gotten back to me yet. And then I had to get with Will Carrier about what, um, what coach refers to him as. And if he's aware of the fact that he calls him by the wrong name and he did acknowledge that, yeah, he's kind of aware, but he can call him whatever he wants. He can call him Will. He can call him Cares. He can call him 28. He doesn't care as long as he's on, the, as long as he puts them on the ice and the look on Jonathan Marcheseau's face when he said that was absolutely priceless. So it was, uh,
1: <laughs> That th- was good. Th- that, that was a good time. That was fun. No, you had a good time with the players. And then uh, we saw where you had uh, some comments from Bruce Cassidy and he was swaying so much. It was a little bit windy out there. I thought he it was, was going to wind up in the pool just from swaying away.
0: Oh yeah. No Cassidy. Listen, he always gives it to you. And we had a a good on the record and off the record conversation, just kind of helping me to learn a couple things about, you know, how to, how I can do what I do better, you know, how I can interact with him better and stuff like that. And he was very nice to take the time and give me a couple of comments and stuff like that. But as far as the stuff, uh, the the VGK stuff, we, have I first wanted to get his impressions about the community and stuff and how it's changed now that he's obviously been here, you know, eight, nine, ten months, however long that it's been. And he really touched on the community aspect and the fact that his kids are playing hockey and stuff and just the normalcy that Vegas has that no one knows exists unless you live here or spend a lot of time here. So that that was good to hear from. And then I just kind of asked how he felt watching the players do what they do at these events and interacting and their role in basically all the fundraising and how it helps the community. And, again, a very thoughtful answer. He did uh, allude to how well the team is marketed and such. And then uh, the last thing, obviously, we talked a little bit of hockey and just asked about the, the biggest challenges and just kind of – you know keep on pushing through and they're obviously tasked with a big injury right now and uh just kind of keep on going. Yeah. So were you there long enough to catch T Pain or no? Uh no, no, that's that that's when Gallic was out stage left. That was that no, that's um yeah, no. So they let you stay for so long. And then who else did you
1: interact with? Uh, uh Zach White about- Zach
0: White He was the first one. Wow, Lou, that, that's a good meme right there. Uh Zach Whitecloud was the first one out. And uh, he gave some real good answers to the questions that I asked him. So obviously uh, we know Zach Whitecloud was gone, you know, for injury for a couple of months and stuff. And I saw him at the game sitting up in the press box and he looked miserable as the players do when they're up in the press box, whether it's injury or scratch or otherwise, because they have so, to sit next in there, you guys, I'm sure. And uh, they they, they keep him pretty far away from us. Unless it's, unless it's the coffee clutch, that's fair game. So I asked him what he learned about his game during that time. And he the first thing he talked about was patience and the fact that he needs to be more patient. And, you know, he gave a real good, just long answer about how that part of his game, you know, certainly needs to improve. And then talking about the challenges, kind of the same thing about, you know, just kind of pushing forward and uh, being excited to be back. Uh, he a, a lot. He really was big on mentioning he wants to be out there competing with his friends. And that's one of the biggest thing that he misses out there. And just another small clue into the togetherness that this team does have on the ice, you know, as they want to support each other and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things you can say about the VGK team, but as far as the locker room goes, especially this year's team, I don't feel there's any of the same things that maybe were going on last year, as far as all the stress and things like that. Now that said, there probably was for the last you know twenty games or so, and now things are getting better, and hopefully it stays like this.
1: I think they like each other. They were also at the locker room, that little restaurant there in Summerlin that they all own, and they were watching the Super Bowl game together. So it appears as though they're coach Cassidy it all- did allude to a Super Bowl party, but wouldn't say where. <laughs> okay, so now we know. Okay, well I think he I didn't see him in the photo. I did see Mark Stone in the photo though. And okay. he was sitting down, so we don't Stone know. might have
0: been there last night. I just didn't catch him, that's all. So, like, I walked in there, and I told you as I was walking with the players, I just – um, I, I followed them. Like, literally, I just mixed in with not, – not even on purpose, not even trying to be some uh, some slimeball media guy. We were just gabbing, and then I saw the players get on an elevator, so I jumped on the elevator with them. I'm, I was in the elevator with half the team going up to the – this pre-reception area (laughs) and I get up there and I am I see a table I go to check in they're kind of looking at me funny and then one of the contacts like
1: oh hey Chris good to see you go downstairs check in I'm like oops so yeah that's good though you got a little insight there and you had some off the record conversations too yeah I mean there's a a
0: few guys that I've kind of started to get to know a little bit and you know one in particular I, I know a little bit now outside you know from not even not even hockey, you know, more, more, and more, more in my business. personal
1: business world. I guess we'll leave it at that. But uh, just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Okay, uh, coming up next, has Kelly McCrimmon's plan to go after free agents been stalled by the recent success of VGK? We'll get into all that when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now's the perfect time to download Fanduel. America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first does not win. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook application. It's safe, it's secure, a super easy way to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores to the threes that are drained in the game. And, of course, we really enjoy having them as our sponsor because FanDuel can let you even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco. And uh, are you hungover today like Pete DeBoer? I'm not
0: hungover. I did have a a dynamite old-fashioned, though. Um, So there was a a section where, you know, a bar, you know, you get your drinks and stuff like that. But there was like eight different flavors you can get your drink smoked with. So that was kind of cool. So I had a real nice old-fashioned that was... uh, smoked in some like cherry
1: wood or something. Awesome. is always awesome. Okay. Uh, make sure that you definitely check out the YouTube channel. Your videos will be posted there today. I take it. Uh, They're, they're
0: all by our Twitter right now. The Easier accessibility on Twitter.
1: Okay. At lockdown VGK. And of yes. course you could subscribe lockdown golden nights. I apologize for our technical issues. We are working on it here behind the scenes as we speak with a different uh high tech computer. So that should be fixed here within the next few days. And thank you for your patience. And I'll I don't take want the over them.
0: slam the over on that one.
1: <laughs> so, so uh, have the plans been deviated for the Vegas golden Knights now with their three wins in a row, uh, of course our good friend, and I'm sure you saw him there last night. Uh, the president of VGK, George McPhee was on another podcast, not in Las Vegas, not in Las Vegas, north of the border, I must say. And he did say that, uh, again, the injuries to Logan Thompson and to Mark Stone could stall any kind of trades, anything that they go after in free agency. He denied, he denied, Chris, that they're in the market for a goaltender. But I think it was Dr. Saravelli. Who said that VGK is in some active talks for goaltender? The drama never ends, and this guy never does. Did we see there last night? Did you see Georgie? I didn't
0: see, and he's someone that I actually would have sought to interact with because I found him at the last, you know, at the first two, and just had some real good personal conversations with him about kind of learning more about, you know, how he handles the the community and culture aspect of the business that he runs and. You know, It's a real good conversation, so I definitely was they had a few personal questions queued up if I could have found him, but I did not see him last night. Now I'm not saying he wasn't there. I just didn't get a chance to see him. Okay, so have the, uh, the plans changed to
1: seek an active free agent
0: or a few? I don't buy for a second that this team is not in the market. And if anything, the Mark Stone injury, unless he's coming back in the next two or three weeks, which for lack of a better term, he's not. I mean, I think it's pretty safe. Bruce Cassidy planted a comment that was also premeditated. And I'm sure he was told to say this as well. I'm very confident in making that claim where Mark Stone could come back depending the farther the team extends the season. So the only way you extend your season is by getting to the playoffs. So just taking that comment in the easiest form. Mark Stone is not coming back in the regular season. So why would this team just sit back and not do something? Logan Thompson does throw a little bit of a wrench into the mix because a couple of things. One, just because maybe there is a goalie that this team might target. But if they do target a goalie, that means LT is not coming back maybe until the latest of the latest of the playoffs. Otherwise, there's no reason to shake that tree. I mean, there's a reason you you signed Aiden Hill. There's a reason you kept Rassois this long on you know in the VGK organization why would you all of a sudden turn that plan upside down I don't understand and we can get John Gibson no just get out of here let's just move on from that from that right now has McCrimmon's plan changed as a result of these last three games it's it depends long story short I don't think three games is going to determine what a GM does but I'm sure there's a few different paths that they are considering right now if the team does have a poor you know nine ten game stretch before leading up to the deadline and it seems like the playoffs are an afterthought then yeah i mean they're gonna go the sell route and do something for next season not a fire sale but maybe ship a couple of pieces that they were gonna lose anyway in free agency but now that things are going well i think they can stick to plan a and that is finding a way to improve this roster for a deep playoff run whether it's the newest shiniest uh Toy and a Patrick Kane or a Timo Meyer or some, you know, maybe two or th- even up to
1: three depth pieces to really help round out the lineup. Okay. So George McPhee, the team president, was on the Bob McCown podcast. He said that he has yet. breakfast breakfast with – I was listening to this at about 4.10 this morning. It's about has right. Breakfast, has breakfast every day with Kelly McCrimmon. They go through everything together each and every day. He said the trade talk would have to make perfect sense. And they're trying to buy some time. And what again, trade has ever
0: made perfect sense in this town? <laughs> right.
1: And again, uh, they're buying some time because they want to see uh, what happens with Stone and LT. And he said they might not do anything, but these injuries are complicating things. And he said, if you can uh, to make your team better, then you make a move. But yes, they're in conversations each and every day.
0: I mean, listen, understand George McPhee. I've heard this from a few people within the organization. George McPhee is incredibly calculated. And I would ask the question, I wouldn't question his comments. I would question why on February 13th, February 14th, just weeks out before the deadline, he's having this conversation on this podcast. He's doing it to plant seeds. He's doing whatever it is. You know, this is something that I I learned very quickly. Our role as media a lot of the times is pawns. We are taking the information that the players, the coaches, and these press releases, and we we give it out to the people that follow our, our respective shows, whether it's us or you know, Jesse with the Athletics and Bin and Owen Cre- all of us. I mean, we all have the same role in taking the VGK information the way they give it to us, and then we pass it out in our own in our own way. And that's kind of what gets people talking and things like that. So why is he doing this podcast right now? Um, I don't know. That's a fair question. But the fact that the, I, Mark Stone, in my opinion, makes this whole thing much easier. Right now, VGK per cap friendly does not have an active roster space on their NHL roster. But Mark Stone is only IR right now. So that means his roster spot is open. LT is IR. So his roster spot is not open. Uh, Miramanoff is still not even any designation to the best of my knowledge so that can be an IR or LTIR move so VGK does have the pieces in place to open up a roster spot or multiple roster spots when the time comes and plus whatever with uh, Logan Thompson's contract if there is a way they can do something with him at least on a paper transaction to free up a roster spot in the short term
1: So McPhee said that they lost a lot of players when they had that stretch of five games in eight nights that led to injuries. So that's going to be the new narrative. Um, And he said it was a kick to the stomach when Mark Stone went out because of all the things that he does. One of the reasons why he does not meet with local media here, he said, because he does not want to overshadow, overshadow Kelly McCrimmon. It's a digital world.
0: That's sorry, but I, I don't yeah. say it's a dumb comment. So I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say that. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a digital world. Doesn't matter if he talks to us. Right. Doesn't matter if he talks north of the border. It right. doesn't matter if he goes to Europe and does a podcast.
1: And when's the, the information last time, is going to get out there? And when's the last time Kelly McCrimmon met with the local media? Um, I, That's something that I don't keep an eye on. I mean, he I haven't seen him in a while, in a long time.
0: Well, maybe maybe this is our time, Tony. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just uh, fire an email to my contact and be like, "Hey, interview request. Let's go." Okay, so yeah,
1: you know what? (laughs) Try to get it fired up. Okay, so some positive news came out of this, and something that we did not know. I know a few weeks ago you were talking about, "Hey, when is VGK going to announce more sheets of ice being built?" And also, ball hockey, right? You were talking about that. Uh, But he said that currently they are looking at three places to build more sheets of ice. Currently over 4,000 youth players here in the Valley and they could have a purpose. So the other two venues were for professional purposes, business purposes, if you will. Of course, you have City National, the VGK practice facility, and then you have Lifeguard in Henderson and that's for the Silver Knights. He said that the next one, Who knows? It could be for junior hockey. It could be for an academy. It could be for UNLV hockey. It's all great. I
0: mean, you know, you think about the growth and things like that. And we just heard about with the women's game, the USA Canada game that we had here a few months back about the growth specifically in, in, uh, in girls, youth hockey. And, it was up. It was an exponential, huge number since the VGK has come here, and just a, a walk down memory lane. I was thinking about this last night, well, yesterday or the day before was the eight year anniversary of me getting my thank you letter for placing a season ticket deposit on a faceless, nameless, and buildingless franchise. And then you think about what's happened in that time, the new ice that's that's come in this town, all the youth hockey that has been developed the amazing success on the ice and on the business and from the business perspective of the Vegas golden Knights. So as far as youth hockey and another rank, yeah, we need it. I mean, we need it badly. There is not enough ice time available in this town right now. The only time available right now is when the kids are in school and it's still not even easy to get ice time. So now the weekends are absolutely slammed and I I haven't roughed uh, hockey in a while. I've been real busy in my personal business, but you know, the beer league games keep on getting later and later and later and later because the youth games and all the activities that take place on the ice and the, and the learn to skate, the figure skating, everything that happens, there's just not enough ice to go around. And last I had heard the chalk for whatever the next facility is going to be was going to be in the Henderson area, right by where the Raiders practice. That's what I had heard from multiple places, uh, multiple sources that it was a pretty much done deal, but obviously we're in the February and November was supposed to be the groundbreaking. So there's certainly more going on. Um, Whatever it is, I think it's got to be a, a two, three, or even four sheet facility that is has you know a couple rings for practice. If they want a small stadium
1: setting for UNLV or when you know some type great. of junior program, so be it. That'd be cool too. Yeah, when the Arizona Coyotes move here, they could play in that facility too if UNLV plays there. Hey, they you know, going to be
0: bigger to- than that than that barn they play in in the, the college.
1: <laughs> Okay, so bad. I have to ask you about something that came across yesterday via our direct messages. You're going to be on a podcast with all of our colleagues in the Pacific and the Honda Pacific. Is yeah, right? it seems
0: like the top four want to get together and, and uh, gang up on the bottom four. Um, no, there's going to be a conversation with the uh, Locked On Seattle uh, Kings and Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton.
1: Edmonton, yeah. So Even that'll be Edmonton. real
0: interesting to kind of uh, learn what VGK looks like through their eyes and for me to explain what the Kings and the Oilers and the Kraken look like through our eyes. And it's always a, a good talk. And listen, as long as lockdown sharks isn't involved, it's always a great
1: conversation. <laughs> so just quit picking on those poor folks there. I'm not uh, I'm being so, honest. <laughs> so, so but when it's, do I look like I'm smiling right now? Do I look like I'm joking. Can you see me laughing? I'm, I'm laughing. I haven't there. seen you the whole show, Tony. I know we've been, uh, this is my blackout show there. we go. And then, uh, no, so set up the next segment here. So yeah, it's Valentine's Day. It's
0: Valentine's Day.
1: So and we're both wearing red. Yeah. Um. Um. No. You no. Know, yeah. I got. I got. I got a
0: red flag right there. I got a red flag okay. on my USO shirt. You right are. Here, you're so. a
1: walking red flag.
0: Oh, then, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So very simple. We're gonna. <clears throat> we're gonna finish the quote. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Something. 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 VGK
1: that rhymes with ooh. Okay. That's coming up next. You don't want to miss it. When is that uh, segment going to be uh, recorded? Tomorrow Anything morning. I we're going to do it sometime. I don't know. But it'll, okay. it'll, it'll air tomorrow. Okay. So in lieu of our show tomorrow, <laughs> you're going to be doing that roundtable. Yeah, we can still record. We can still record. Okay. I don't know. We'll figure it I out. I think that's pretty cool, though. Uh, that's uh, Look out for that. It's coming your way. And we'll have uh, probably four people. The cameras are working. Uh, stay tuned. More next. We'll get into Chris's segment. When we return right here on Lockdown, Golden Knights. Our next partner has a product that we literally use every day. It's Athletic Greens. We utilize it because, number one, we don't have time, and it also gives us more energy. And I basically sleep much better and past 4 a.m. when I take it. And so now we've been using it for several months. Absolutely love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that you will actually look forward to taking each and every morning. And personally consume it again because it also helps with digestion and, as I mentioned, gives you great energy each and every morning. And and it's lifestyle friendly and it works with any dietary constraints you might have and make sure that you understand the importance of a multivitamin. Because tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb like AG1 costs less than $3 a day, and you are investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. There's dozens and dozens of testimonials. Google it, and right now it's time to reclaim your health and and to arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Once again, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco behind the curtain today, along with Chris Golick. And make sure that you check out our YouTube channel, it is Locked On Golden Knights. And please subscribe and leave some really funny comments. Memes about me are going rampant every time I fire off something that the fans believe is negative about VGK. They definitely have a good time with me. And of course, we are on Twitter at Lockedon VGK. And make sure you check out at TD Chris G some really good content from last night's gala. Okay, so it's your turn. This is your stage. It is Valentine's Day is the missus she's in the next room I'm gonna whip her did you take care of the missus for Valentine's Day is this a big day for her
0: Valentine's Day is dumb we don't right. do anything we don't we it's a hallmark holiday just designed to suck more money out of y'all no we're gonna go um we're gonna probably go actually on this trip and have a nice lunch together that we always split the bill for nice. that's been our Valentine's Day day tradition for a long time we don't buy each other anything the kids made us some nice gifts that was nice to see but otherwise we kind of laugh at the holiday go out and have a little fun whatever
1: who do you tell them
0: delivered these goodies Cupid uh we're, we're no this one we're okay with uh, acknowledging where they come from other holidays we still you know there's there's still the uh <laughs> I like the mystique. characters involved
1: yeah up until I was 32 years old I still believed in Santa so I like the mystique Okay, go ahead. That's man. a long time ago, isn't is-
0: it? 2.32 for you, huh? <laughs> oh, jeez. So, all right. So, all right. It's Valentine's Day. It's very simple. Dang. We're doing Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue. We're going to finish a couple statements. I don't know if Tony's got anything prepped, but I got, a, I got a few here. So, we hit this on the last segments. Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue. What will Kelly McCrimmon do? Uh, that's a layup one right there. Yeah, We talked about that. There's a couple different paths. But here, here's a spicy one right here. Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue. Whoever scheduled a VGK to play on Super Bowl Sunday, here's a big F you. Whoa.
1: Coming out pretty strong there. That, that was, I listened really fast. I like that one. Nice. I jerk. don't nice understand.
0: Jerk. I get the gala was last night. Maybe that played into it. Maybe right. that's the reason. And if that's the reason, fine. So be it. There was obviously a lot of good things that happened. But as far as the business sense, there's 5,000 empty seats at T-Mobile Arena on a weekend weekend hockey game that's just not and now you're gonna tell us all you know 2 2 to get home and hopefully catch the start of the game on time it's just i don't get all that i don't i if i had to guess vgk was not solely involved in that it was probably one of those things the nhl said hey we have an opportunity to load up on games before super bowl for tv ratings so be it so i honestly don't think vgk was necessarily at fault for that one um okay. all right so here we, we go some
1: from, uh, from some of our fans and friends right oh i got yeah i got a
0: good one here i actually uh so, first of all, Brandon came out first here. We'll start with him. Roses are red. Violets are blue. You know he'll get Kane and overpay him, too.
1: Oh, that's I mean, good. you can't his overpay for him, too. Pardon me. For him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, we, got it. <clears throat> we, got it. we got it. We got it. Can I do one? Yeah, go, go, go. Am I allowed? Uh, roses are red. Violets are blue. Bill Foley has favorites like Carlson and Marcia Sue. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> that's funny. I like that. I like it. So while Aaron, he's been getting spicy. I mean, I can't tell if he's a friend or a foe sometimes, but always a friend if he's leaving comments and stuff like that. But I think we've, uh, rubbed him and maybe some of the fans a little bit with some of our, um, honesty at times about how we feel things are going. But this is a, this is a zinger of zingers right here. And he took a shot right at me here. Michael's face is red. Leonard's finances are blue. <laughs> No one wants to see Gallic's white butts in a hot tub at Club (laughs) Zook.
1: Aaron, that was absolutely priceless. I love that. That Uh, was perfect. I'll do one. Uh, Roses are red. Violets are blue. George McPhee interviews, just not in the 702.
0: Ooh, that's a good one that's a good that's one that's
1: my 4 a.m zinger that's right a there. good one
0: that's why you woke up so early you were thinking about segment <laughs> three here all right so roses are red
1: with, uh, that's my mic drop for the day i like
0: it roses are red violets are blue line three what's with this crew who did that one that's you that's me oh yeah that's all, okay, me. Yeah, all yeah, me it's all right all me this is me on the way home thinking about all these last <laughs> night this is a. Uh, this is what you get after a single old-fashioned <laughs> and after hanging out a single i did not drink any more than that just one early and you know um all right so roses are red violets are blue with this injury to lt how can the team push through
1: ah okay that's a good one that's a so good one. We're, we're having fun here folks we're having and, fun um, that's, so that's good and and you know mcphee was talking he said you know in most instances found this out on the 4 a.m podcast most instances teams are going to have Uh, where they equal out the first two lines. He said, your strength has to be in lines three and four. And that's what he's trying to do to differentiate everything. Uh, Interesting comment about Chandler Stevenson uh, in that, you know, he just saw Stevenson play not for a long stretch of time because he got fired uh, shortly after Stevenson arrived there in D.C. He said there was one preseason game that he thought that he showed a lot of power and strength. And that's what sealed the deal. And that's what made him want to bring him to Las Vegas. I found that pretty interesting in just one game in a preseason game, where perhaps a lot of players go through the motions. That's how he spotted Chandler Stevenson. That's how he stood out.
0: Oh, listen, these general managers, assistant general managers, they all probably have a history of being, I mean, they are scouts still They're 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 still scouts to this day, but they probably have a history of, performing scout duties for a period of time you see you see a George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon obviously at every VGK game you see Kelly McCrimmon at the HSK games when the VGK is in town he goes in and um, scouts the Canadian uh, tournaments and stuff like that so these guys are out there digging up you know they're 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 mining for gold so to speak and obviously every one of these guys wants to find their guy right their guy that they saw first that they that no one else is really talking about. And that's the impression that Stevenson made, obviously, in this singular game. And that's what stood out. And, you know, McP- McP- McPhee was right. McPhee was absolutely right on that. So kudos to him. And without
1: Chandler, who knows where this team would be in the last couple of seasons. OK, coming up uh, tomorrow at some point, uh, Chris will be a part of that round table with the top four teams uh in the Pacific, in the Honda Pacific division. And who knows, maybe we'll do a podcast. Maybe we won't, but we'll probably, probably still should. But we'll talk about content. that later. Okay. TB TBA, TBA. Uh, we thank you all for making us your first listen each and every day. You could find us wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. Great work, my man, Chris Golick. Last night. That was a lot of fun. And we definitely enjoyed all of your videos. And check those out at Lockdown VGK. Till tomorrow, Tony Cardasco with Chris Golick. We'll see you right here on Locked On Golden Knights.